Lean forward slightly. Look straight at the speaker. And listen with a sparkle in your eye. As though you might be thinking, gee, this is the most wonderful thing I've ever heard in all my life. Straight out of the burbs of L.A., this is So I Married a Movie Geek. What's up, Movie Geeks? Welcome to So I Marry Movie Geek. My name is Justin Winters. I'm one of the co-hosts of the show. You have reached us on a very exciting week in So I Married a Movie Geek history. It is the month of March, and that means it is March Madness for us. This is the third year we're doing this exciting thing of ending a tournament that's been going on for months. So we are we've been doing our 2000s fantasy movie draft tournament. It's our third year in a row of doing this tournament style where we go several months throughout a decade collecting winners. And at the end, in March, we have two brackets full of winners who are going to fight it out to the death for the win. I, yeah, it's serious, guys. This is super serious. I was just, before we even started taping, I'm like super excited. I love competition. I love people talking about movies. And every single person that has reached uh, March in this fantasy movie draft tournament has won uh, a fantasy movie draft year. So they earn their way here. And so I'm very excited to start this tonight. We've got our our, our first semifinal bracket, uh, the first bracket of our March Madness for the 2000s tournament. And we got a, a full lineup of people who I, I'm sure itching to get to drafting movies tonight. So uh, knowing that we've been going through the 2000s uh, since last March, not March, last August. So August 2019, we are now in March 2020, and uh, we're ready to start talking movies and drafting. So we are, uh, for tonight's draft, again, uh, the, the, the two uh, highest vote-getters in this poll tonight who are, who are drafting will advance to our finals. So... Tonight, we're drafting 2007 films. So the films from the year 2007, this bracket will draft 2007. The other bracket, which will be coming in a couple weeks, will draft films from 2008. And then in April, we'll have our big final, and those people will draft the films of 2009. So the way we do it March Madness style is uh, the two highest vote-getters from each bracket advance to the final. So... Uh, there'll be a winner tonight, and then there'll be a backup, and both of those people advance. So as long as you're not the worst or the next to the worst, <laughs> you have a chance. So uh, so anyway, that's super exciting. Let me get to uh, the lineup tonight. So I tried to uh, even these brackets out uh, because we got some uh, you know more newbies and we have some vets. So I wanted to make it as fair as possible. And uh, I, think, I think it's going to be a good one tonight, guys. So uh, in the one spot tonight... We have the guy who uh, made a lot of noise in his year. He he came from the year two thousand five. Won won that draft, uh, and he uh, chose the draft order tonight. So he he's already um, you know throwing around his weight. He picked himself to go first. I'm talking about John Mark Junkins, uh, formerly of Junk About Movies. I, I think he's <laughs> he's a bit of a free agent now. Last time he was on, I think he was. You know, itching to get back into podcasting, and hopefully, you know, if he can win this whole thing, we can just get him back on the mic permanently. John Mark, what's going on tonight, man? 
Hey, thanks for having me again, Justin. Uh, yeah, you called me in uh, to be a late addition to the 05 draft, and I handily won it. Uh, so sucks to be those guys <laughs> that, that were on there with me. Um, that was actually the last podcast I did appear on because, yes, Junk About Movies is still on hiatus. I don't see that changing anytime soon. Uh, but I did say at the end of that draft, you asked where you could see find me next, and I said it would be the 2007 draft uh, because I was that confident in my team. Ooh. So here I am. I called it. And uh, looking forward to a great draft in a great movie year. This is this is the best of the aughts. Uh, so excited that I get to be on this one. So you weren't a late addition to this one. You won your way here. Uh, you, so you can't go by like, a, you know, I just strolled in type of uh, strategy. So what is your strategy tonight here here in the one spot? Uh, I mean, to win? <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I mean, it's it's tough. I almost put myself in the four spot because this year is so deep, in my opinion. But I figured I'd go number one. That way, if I lost, I could only blame myself. So uh, here I am. Well, the, the competition is hot tonight. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of smack talk uh, tonight, guys. This is big. There's going to be a prize at the end of this thing. So... This is for all the marbles. John Mark will be picking first. And uh, good luck to you, man. Awesome. In the two spot tonight is is our other... We, we have... It's an international draft again. We got two Americans, uh, two people from the other side of the world just, just itching to, to compete. And, and the guy in the two spot is... Uh, one we haven't even... We haven't even talked to him since last August. He was the winner of our 2000 draft. So he's come back... Hopefully to win uh, tonight's 2000 draft. I'm talking about Mark Kellis Reagans from the So Wizard podcast. Marky Mark, what's going on, man? What is up? I am so glad to be back. Uh, and yes, I started this whole thing winning the 2000. So uh, I, I am considering myself the main champion of this whole thing right now. I'm just going to lay it out right now. <laughs> That's not how that works. <laughs> no, that, no, I'm not the champion. No, okay. Well, right. if, if I... If I win, do I get my own podcast? Is that is that what the big prize is? Sure. There you go. You get your own yeah. podcast. <laughs> um, Markellis, you, I think you actually came up in the last draft because I was talking about... So there's two brackets, uh, two semifinal brackets in this tournament. And on the other side of the, uh, of the bracket, number one, it's a very strong bracket. But, but one of the reasons it's strong is our last edition... Uh, is a guy you know very well who is now still undefeated. And and when he came on, I was like, I thought you'd gotten beaten. I actually thought Markellis had beaten you. And he's like, nope, still unbeaten. And I'm like, oh, man, this is going to get dirty. I'm talking about Brandon, of course, from Colt 45. But Markellis, I mean, uh, do you have any strategy tonight? You, you've won a, a, a few of these. Other than wanting to win, do you have any uh, you know, things up your sleeve. What are you thinking tonight? Well, yeah, the first thing I did was make sure that uh, Brandon wasn't on this episode. That's going to uh, <laughs> I am not lost in the fact that whenever I go up against him, I always lose. So, yes, the reason I am here is because Brandon wasn't on that episode. So, thank you very much, Code Forty Five Podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, you, yeah, you, I, you, I, you, I don't, I don't have like a a, a, a any kind of plan. In place, I know the last time I, I used my geek card because I'm a huge mm -hmm. nerd, 
I did all of the comic book movies and that helped me out. I don't really have that chance with this draft, but I'm just going to I'm going to do my best. I'm going to pick pick the the ones that I feel represent me and hit that nice middle mark that Justin is always talking about. Uh, mm. My main goal was to pick the titles that or pick the movies that have the longest titles <laughs> just because I want to see Justin Wright on that board. <laughs> oh, my God. There's <laughs> a lot of fucking long titles. Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, the last draft I was writing, uh, you know, movie villain names and the names of the movies and like people were, were just not even talking enough. I was just like, just keep talking. Just keep talking. I'm over here. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, that that's a strategy in itself. Just keep me writing uh, is something to do. So, Markellis... Good luck tonight in the draft. Again, uh, you know, you don't even have to get first to advance. First and second advance to the finals. So uh, there's, you know, it's going to be crazy. So good luck to you as well, man. Thank you very much. I'm glad to be back. Thanks. Speaking of people to be scared of, uh, the person in the three spot is, uh, we, we almost don't even like to say her name. You know, she she was referred to, she's been referred to as Thanos. She will who not who will not be named. Uh, everyone's scared of her. Uh, of course, I'm talking about Gidget Von LaRue from Retro Cinema Podcast, all the way out in Australia. Gidget, what's going on? Hello. Oh, butter wouldn't melt in my mouth. There's nothing to be frightened of at all. It's all good. It's a trap. <laughs> it's a trap. Yeah, she can't win ass, first and trap. second, can she? <laughs> I mean, so if if this is your first fantasy movie draft listening, uh, Gidget has a, a long uh, history here on the draft of having a... She snaps her fingers and she can get votes. Uh, we used to joke that she had uh, a full building of, you know, fake voters out there or... Um, we, we just couldn't figure it out. She She's too good. She's too good at the draft. People were scared of her. She's already been mentioned uh, a couple times throughout this tournament. Gidget, uh, are, are you are you feeling the love? Are you feeling strong tonight? What's going on? I, I can I can feel you all trembling. And look, it's completely understandable. But honestly, we we'll, we've all got. I mean, this is a great year. This is a really really solid year. So it's one of those things. that's very very hard to. There's a lot of guilty pleasure, not guilty pleasure movies, but movies that I'm really fond of, but they're not massively mainstream so you've just got to you got to walk that tightrope sort of thing but you know again i'll have all of australia voting for me so good luck everyone <laughs> nice that's not fair that's not fair at all it's all right our population's only <laughs> half a million so don't worry about it i blame oh, Paul. your population originally on here <laughs> <laughs> that's right there was a there was a a switcheroo uh, at the last minute due to paul from the countdown and yeah, fuck you paul <laughs> yeah you dick paul <laughs> But now, but now Paul's uh, over there with Brandon, so he's kind of pissed as well. So, like I said, the the competition's so strong. I don't even have to say good luck to Gidget because I, I know that she's gonna bring it tonight. So, uh, not good luck. No, uh, always, <laughs> I'll, always happy to have you, Gidget. Thank you so much, Justin. Uh, this is this this is so much fun. I love it. So, yeah, bring it bring it on. So the the guy right behind you in the four spot, Gidget, is someone who is very well known in the draft. He, I, I always uh, mistakenly say that he's in Australia, but I know he's in New Zealand. <laughs> uh, I, I know that he's got a baby, so we'll be we, we won't be too hard on him. I think he's in his garage tonight, Gerald from Two Piece in a Pod style. So uh, and Gerald won that last draft that he was in the garage chilling out. So Sam Hurley. 
of course, from Movie Reviews and 20 Qs. What's up, Sam? How you doing, man? Hey, man. Very excited. Yeah, yeah. Sitting in a garage. Just can't wait. Let's get into it before I die from heat exhaustion. <laughs> I love that you call it... You, you sound like you said gage. Say it again. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, we're slightly Bostonian. <laughs> <laughs> uh sam you're you're on the other side of the world not not too far i mean she's closer to you than she is to us but you know gidget as well uh are you scared of her are you are you feeling strong tonight what's going on with you oh i'm not smart enough to be scared of gidget so i'm looking i'm feeling fairly <laughs> confident man you gotta beat the best to be the best so i'm here i'm ready I'm anticipating the massive tweet bomb that she sends after this episode drops. I can't wait for it. Bring it on. Fuck it. I'm ready. Oh, man. No, I mean, not to tell lies on Gidget, but she kind of scared me earlier today because she sent out a tweet to her, like, you know, 500,000 followers on Twitter or whatever, you know, and she's like, hey, everybody, what's your favorite 2007 film? And I was like, Gidget, no. <laughs> Is that inside of trading? What the fuck is it, man? I know. I was like, I was like, She's like, just tell me all your favorite films so I can draft them for you, guys. I'll do it for you. And I was like, get it. No. The, the, the funny thing is, as soon as I when I tweeted that, that was me saying goodnight. I, I, I went, I went to bed, and then by the time I came back on Twitter again, you'd sent me a DM saying, "What the hell are you doing?" And I'm like, "What? Oh, what did I do?" And and the funny thing is, only one person replied, and it was the worst list ever. Nice. <laughs> I still reckon this is rigged. Justin, get like Robert Mueller or somebody in, man. This is bollocks. <laughs> investigate this. Investigate this. So um, I, I'm excited to have all four of you. Sam, good to have you. Good luck again as well. Um, but uh, before we talk movies, what we do for every one of these year drafts that we do, and again, this is the semifinals, so we got to really get in the mood. And the way we get in the mood for all these drafts is we go back to the year... Uh, that we're talking about. So 2007, let's jump in our, you know, Universal Studios, Back to the Future ride, you get your whole family in there, and let's go back to 2007. Not that long ago, but when you look at the the music, the things that were going on, and we're going to be talking about movies later, very strange, odd year. So what was going on in terms of music? We love talking about music uh, before we talk about movies. So on the Billboard year in Hot 100 Singles, of 2007. Here's what was go- here's what people were listening to that year. So in the 5 spot we had T-Pain with Buy You a Drink. That's the Shawty Snappin' song if everyone knows that one. Uh number 4 was Fergie's Big Girls Don't Cry. Uh 3 was Gwen Stefani featuring Akon The Sweet Escape. Uh, and then in the two spot is one that my wife hates with the dying passion and I know this and I really use it to my advantage. By singing it uh, uh, every now and then, it's Rihanna's "Umbrella" featuring Jay Z. Ella. Ella, exactly. She hates that. Uh, <laughs> and then, what, what was the most popular uh, song in 2007? Uh, it was a song from uh, you know uh, some singer named Beyonce, "Irreplaceable." So that was a banger. So not bad songs in 2007, but what were some random things that were happening in pop culture 
outside of music and movies. So uh, first, Apple CEO Steve Jobs uh, debuted the very first iPhone. We know how that turned out. So uh, Prince performed the best Super Bowl halftime show ever, in my opinion, in the rain, uh, no less. Uh, 2007 was the year that Britney Spears totally went off the deep end, going in and out of rehab, shaving her head, and attacking that paparazzi car with an umbrella. Everybody remembers that. Ella. 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 Uh, Drew Carey officially took over hosting duties from Bob Barker on The Price is Right. Uh, And then the famed Writers Guild of America strike of 2007 was that year, which led to the boom of reality TV and, you know, the crumbling of television as we know it. It still (laughs) continues. Uh, So 2007 was a crazy year, guys. But uh, again, we're here to talk movies. So um, we're just going to get it started, guys. Tonight, again, we are in a tournament, and this is the semifinal bracket round of that 2000s tournament, and we're here to talk about the year uh, 2007. So let's get it started with a 2007 fantasy movie draft. No! Hey! What's just lying around shit? What is wrong with you? What's wrong with all of you? You guys stink. Sometimes you gotta say, what the fuck? Make your move. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. I want you to play dirty if you have to, but don't get caught. Go for the ribs. Don't let that bastard breathe. Concentrate, focus, power. Remember balance. Make cool fight. Keep your heads up. Play proud. Game over. All right, all right. As I get my mock draft list, everyone makes out makes fun of, um, but this is important to keep track of of what people are are picking. So uh, I know someone mentioned earlier they thought this was a strong year. Of course, biggest rule uh, outright, and this is a rule that's been broken by two people in the last two drafts. So I don't want to put anybody in the penalty box tonight. So. Unless it's your turn, don't be saying any titles of movies ahead of turn, guys, because I'll get mad at you, and I don't want to get <laughs> mad. So, uh, But as a year, guys, without naming titles, what does everyone think about this year as a whole in terms of film? Oh, I thought Best it was pretty year average. Of the decade. Oh, what? Ooh. Yeah. I'm going to go out on a limb. I, I, there's a couple of hits in here, but the, most of them I was like, uh, uh, eh, eh, eh. Mm. Yeah. See, I feel the opposite. I feel I'm really spoilt for choice. Like we, we, we're just picking four, and I'm like, four? How, how, how do we do this? I mean, lucky it is a draft because if someone said to me, pick your top four movies, I mean, there may be one or two, but the rest of them, it's all up in the air. But, yeah, I'm spoilt for choice as far as I'm concerned. Hmm. Yeah, I think it's a real – I think this year was a real kind of a game changer. Like a lot of the uh, – Movies that happen in this year have ripple effects that are still happening today. So I think this year is very influential. I yeah, I think we year. could go ten. We could go ten rounds in this year. I feel like. Whoa. Uh, yeah. And and have some pretty good lineups. Um, it has it has like three or four of my you know top you know, 50 to a hundred ish movies, like three or four that I really, really, really love. And then some, uh, some other good ones too. Um, 
So I, I love this year. I don't know what you're talking about, Sam. Also, <laughs> good to hear from you again. Yeah, hi, gorgeous. <laughs> if, if we had uh, if we had ten rounds, John Mark, my my arm, my hand would probably fall off from writing all those <laughs> titles. So as I look at my mock draft list, I see a really solid, probably uh, two rounds, maybe two and a half rounds, and then after that, it gets kind of fuzzy. So yeah, uh, man, yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm excited to see what what everybody's got. Uh, and again, we're only doing four rounds, four drafters. We're only picking sixteen movies total. So we're going to see how it goes for everyone. So uh, let's get started tonight, guys. Uh, we got round one, uh, and John Mark has the first pick of this entire 2007 draft. And this is, again, for all the marbles to advance. John Mark, you picked you yourself to go first, I assume for a reason. What do you got for the first pick? Well, uh, it's a little late here, and it's been a long week, so I feel like an old man. And this is no draft for old men, uh, but I am going to lead off with no country for old men. I didn't really have a great way to, to land that joke, so that's why I just launched right into my pick. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm leading off with no country for old men. It's, uh, it seems like a, you know, a logical number one choice. You don't have to do this. People always say the same thing. What do they say? They say, you don't have to do this. You don't. Okay. This is the best I can do. Go ahead. I know she was crazy when I saw you sitting there. I know exactly what was in store for me. Call it. No. I ain't gonna call it. Call it. The coin don't have no say. It's just you. I got here the same way the coin did. Okay, the 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 best picture winner for this year. Why are you picking? Yep. Why are you pitching No Country for Old Men uh, here in the one spot? I feel like it. It's the it's the prestige film from this year that has the most broad appeal as well. It's it's maybe not my personal favorite, but it's my you know top two ish uh, of this year. Uh, great great cat and mouse movie uh, with just some uh, wonderful tension filled moments and the and the great Roger Deakins of course shooting it. Uh, as he shot a couple, another film in the movie, in the year uh, that might come up. Um, but yeah, it's the Coens. What do you, what more do you want? It's like everybody can agree the Coens are great, right? So I can't go wrong here. Well, let me ask what everyone thinks about this pick. I I, I love this film, but anytime I say I love this film to, to to people, there's often one thing that comes up that people have a huge problem with with this film. Does anyone want to guess what it is? It's boring. <laughs> oh <laughs> slam it's just it's like I'm, I'm being honest here like i've rewatched it recently and it's just it's a bit tedious it has a couple of pacing issues like don't get me wrong it's a very good film but i reckon that's probably its biggest criticism i was gonna say the ending but oh yeah uh, that's well, yeah. <laughs> it's a great ending and it has great pacing I'll, you should write I, the I can't, and I, can't, tell them. I can't fault it i can't fault it because i think javier bardem is is anton I can never say his last name. Um, he's just chilling. 
he's just chilling whenever you think of a recent a realistic sort of bad guy he's kind of the first one I always think of because he's so frightened whenever he's on screen you're frightened you know because you just it's that Joe Pesky and Goodfellas type character you just don't know the way the wind's going to go with him you know and he's just terrifying and I think it's definitely one of Josh Brolin's better movies as well I can't fault it I think it's a great pick and that would have been my first pick as well yeah you better had picked Whoever got number one better had picked No Country for Old Men because that's just definitely one of the leader one, the leading movies. Uh, I definitely would have picked it too if I had the first choice. All right. All right. Well, it, it's it been picked. No Country best, for Old Best uh, on-screen death utilizing a cow-killing, <laughs> uh, you know, product. Air, it was I, like I, an air pressure gun or something like yeah. that. Ugh. I mean, I feel like we can something. say that hands down, right? Best use of that in on-screen death ever. Probably. That seems like, yeah. And that, that could, Probably the only time it's been used on that's screen. That's why it's the best. <laughs> well, we were just talking about this movie uh, with our 2000s movie villains draft, of course, with uh, Javier Bardem and stuff. And I was looking back and just that one. I mean, we just talk about the air pressure gun, but I think that beca- that comes directly after the scene with him talking about uh, flipping the quarter or whatever with the guy at the gas station. And you would right. never you would never think a scene like you would read that on the page. You're like, OK, whatever. But then you watch it. and You're like. This is fucking tense as fuck. I love this. <laughs> so, uh, and there's just so many scenes like that throughout the movie uh, with, you know, him just like a shark, just like chasing Brolin across, you know, across, across, uh, into Mexico and back. And then, uh, you know, you don't even see like the ending of that, which is something that people get pissed off about as well. But I just love the movie, and I think it's uh, a no-brainer for here round one. So, note to the listener: it uh, it helped. I think it was Brandon Wright win the villains draft. So, just yeah. just saying. Yeah, it, that was a shellacking, Brandon. I think that was yeah. the biggest shellacking of the entire tournament, and that was the play-in round. So. Uh, again, congrats to Brandon. He's going to be in the other semifinal. Uh, yeah, good pick, John Mark, which means Marcellus, you've got your first pick here in round one. What do you got, man? Uh, yeah, first I want to say no more mention of Brandon on his show. Okay, I get like a little, uh, <laughs> I, get a little I get like a nervous tick whenever that name comes up. Uh, yeah, all right. So my for, my number one pick is going to be a little controversial. I'm gonna uh, leave it up to Justin and the audience to uh, determine if this is correct or not. Uh, back in the 70s, there was a very unique movie-going experience. Uh, I experienced it as a kid, going into the theater and watching the most crazy movies back-to-back and double features. Something that hasn't really been done uh, probably towards the 80s and the 90s, but it came back in 2007 with Quinn Tarantino, Robert Rodriguez making Grindhouse. It was called The Grindhouse. Theaters that played back-to-back movies featuring uncensored sexuality and hardcore thrills. Now, Tarantino and Rodriguez are bringing The Grindhouse back with two explosive feature films. Two smaller movies put together to make one big movie, along with some fantastic trailers in the middle of it. Um... This is such a great 
movie going experience and the zombie stuff is just bloody and insane. The Quinn Tarantino story with the stunts uh, made me fall in love with Zoe Bell for the first time. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah. Grindhouse. I think Grindhouse is just one of the uh, is just two kids with cameras having fun doing what they love. Uh, I love Grindhouse. I think it's awesome. The fact that it's two movies is kind of uh, I don't know, but that's my number one pick. Well, it was released as one movie-going experience in 2007, so I'm going to count it. Of course, we're talking about the main films in there are Planet Terror and Death Proof. Uh, we talk about them individually now, but back in 2007, uh, that was an experience, man. I, I, Chrissy and I went and took her, took her, took her mom with us. So, <laughs> and we had a we had a great time, man. I, I the whole that whole thing, the whole in the trailers, of course. Uh, it was like the the Thanksgiving trailer Thanksgiving. and like the yeah. uh, where what was the other one? It was Machete. Yeah, turned to a film series. Exactly. <laughs> there you go. So I mean, a seminal film. It was it was a great one. I I don't know about here in round one. So what what does everyone think about Grindhouse going in round one? Um, I'll be honest. I really like Planet Terror. I wasn't a big fan of Death Proof, and I know oh, I'm a huge oh, Quentin Tarantino that- fan, but. Comparing the two, I, I went to the cinema and saw the two of them together as well, and I was like, oh, but I, I yeah, I put Planet Terror way above Death Proof. Wow, Personally. I love Death Proof so much. Do I'm you the think same it's again, got I hot girls saying... in it? <laughs> what does everyone else think about Death Proof? Because I think if if anyone other than Quentin Tarantino had directed that, everybody'd been like, that was fucking awesome. But I think because it was Quentin and he's got you know a high bar. For himself to to vault over, I guess people were kind of disappointed. Even though he's obviously known for loving Grindhouse movies, and it seemed like he, you know, relished making that movie himself. So I, I know a lot of people yeah, mentioned but not, not me because I said I'm a massive Quentin Tarantino fan. Yeah, so it wasn't like I went, oh, that's disappointing for Quentin. I just, I just, I don't even think about the directors when I watch a movie. I just watch the movie and and just base it completely on how I feel about the movie. And I think with the two of them up against each other, maybe if I'd have seen Death Proof separately as a separate movie, uh, I have rewatched the two of them again. But I just get so much more enjoyment out of Planet Terror. But I'm a, I'm a big, I like all that sort of horror, you know. I like, I like both. I remember. you know, in the theater, I probably like Planet Terror more, but I've grown to like Death Proof, you know, as time has gone by. Uh, I feel like I've only seen them all the way through just that time in the theater, though. Um, but I'm 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 impressed with the the two for one option here mm. uh, with the draft picks. So kudos <laughs> to Marcellus. Uh, I, I don't know how I feel about it being a first round choice, but I was wondering if uh, if any of us were going to do this. So uh, I'm glad to see it come up. How ca- How can you not love? Kurt Russell playing bad with his, you know, amazing hair. I I, I would pick it, you know, here for just for his amazing hair. That man's got some <laughs> luscious locks. So uh, yeah, uh, here in round one, Grindhouse on the board for Markellis, which means Gidget now has her first pick here in round one. Gidget, what are you going to choose? Oh, I'm torn between a really really serious gangster one and a Pixar, and I'm going to. I'm out of the gate, I'm going to go Pixar. I'm going to go Ratatouille. It's one of my favorite Pixar movies still.
Brad Bird directed it. He's one of my favourite Pixar directors. And, yeah, it's just a really charming film and I, I get a lot of enjoyment out of it. That and Wally and probably Toy Story 4 are my favourite Pixar's. So there you go. So that, that was an easy pick. Ratatouille, uh, underrated in my eyes, not talked about enough. What does, it, what does everyone think about this pick here in round one? Silence. <laughs> Silence. <laughs> Silence. All the guys no, I, are thinking, oh, stupid woman, she's picked that good. No, no, that's no. A, that's a good Pixar movie. That's a good Pixar movie. Uh, not necessarily one of my go-to ones, but it is. It is. It's kind of had a little resurgence on hashtag film Twitter. I feel like it's it's a lot of uh, it's a trendy choice to be like this is my favorite Pixar. Um, I've noticed over the last year or so. Has anybody else caught that at all? Haven't caught that. It wasn't in my top ten, but I can see why you'd appreciate it, Gidget. I'm being polite here. I don't want you to get on me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, Sam, do you like movies? <laughs> oh, I do. I like good movies. <laughs> wow. I mean, you know, Patton Oswalt, great, great in that. The, the the bad guy is is a critic, of course. Well, you know that is you know he turns around at the end, but I, I liked it. Ratatouille. Uh, I I I absolutely love that movie, and I think it has one of the best scenes at the end where the critic uh has a he tastes the ratatouille and he's instantly transported back to his childhood i think that's one of the best descriptions visual descriptions of having food that i've seen in a movie i i absolutely love that movie that's a great pick thank you i think the other thing is as well i think the other thing is i like i love cooking I love food and I love cooking. So it's sort of, you know, it'd be like if you love cars, you'd probably like Pixar's cars. Um, but this this for me. No, was, I don't. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and you've got Peter O'Toole as Anton Ego, the restaurant critic. Um, you've got Brad Garrett as, or, you know, Auguste. Uh, Patton Oswalt, of course, as Remy, the, the rat. And it's just great. It's just a really charming, charming film. So I've, I've watched it, that and Wally, I've watched way too many times. And, and I've got no excuse because I don't have kids. So I'm just a big kid. Nice. All right. Pixar on the board here in round one, which means, Sam, we've gotten to you. You've got your first pick here in round one. And you get two picks in a row, man. And my mock draft list, you get my top two, man. You, you're in the high spot here. What are you going to go you. with first? Yeah, I mean, this is a no-brainer for me. When I was on the 2004 draft, my first-round pick was Shaun of the Dead. So, of course, I'm going to go with Edgar Wright's Allah. Awesome, awesome film. I'm going with Hot Fuzz. Nice. All right. Hot Fuzz here in round one. Why is it your first pick? Uh, oh, a lot of reasons, man. I mean, it, I think it holds up. It's pretty much as good as Shaun of the Dead. It's like a laugh right from start to finish. And then I love the sort of genre change halfway through. We went from just being a standard comedy to being a full-blown action movie. Absolutely love that about that. Plus, you know, we're out of the Lord of the Rings territory now, so I've got to go for another film that starred Peter Jackson, and he's in this playing a Santa Claus that stares, stabs bloody um, thingy through the hand. So, yeah, yeah I've got to, got to pull in a New Zealand connection there at some point. So, yeah, <laughs> a lot of reasons for Hot Fuzz, but, yeah, it's just an amazing film. I knew you would take this one. I knew you would. I thought oh. you were going to pick this first. I was convinced this was why you picked oh. yourself first. Wow, du- uh, Duty from Shaken Not Nerd. This is his favorite movie of all time. Shout out to yeah. Duty. Uh, yeah, I mean, out of the the trilogy, where do you rank this one, Sam? 
Oh, it depends. Like, you ask me now, and I'm definitely going to go to for bat for this one and say it's my favorite, but, like, ask me tomorrow, probably Shaun of the Dead. Like, I, I flow between the two of them. They're fucking awesome films, man. World's End. No, nowhere near it. But, uh, yeah, this one, brilliant. Other people who did not pick Hot Fuzz, are you Hot Fuzz fans? It's the best Edgar Wright movie. Ooh. Uh, it's, it's easily better than Shaun of the Dead, in my opinion. Wow. wow. Yeah. Do you like films, Tim? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I love, I like Shaun of the Dead a, a, a ton. I'm just saying, Hot Fuzz is like he's operating on all cylinders there. So uh, I love this one. I I might love it a little bit more personally than No Country, but I thought No Country might be the better. Yeah, yeah. Hot Fuzz is definitely on my list. Um, I would have gotten to it eventually if no one else did. Edgar Wright. Uh, on the board here in 2007. Uh, but guys, it, it's time for round two. Sam gets another pick after taking Hot Fuzz. Sam, what you got, man? I've got to offset the comedy with something a bit more serious. And at the 2008, it would have been Oscars. There was a battle um, amongst film critics at the time as to what they thought was going to win it. A lot of people fought No Country for Old Men. The other people thought, you're just afterbirth, Eli. I'm going to go with There Will Be Blood. If you have a milkshake... And I have a milkshake. And I have a straw. There it is. That's a straw, you see. Watch it. My straw reaches across the room and starts to drink your milkshake. I drink your milkshake. I drink it up. Don't bully me, Daniel. Yes. That's my number one. Amazing performance by Daniel Day-Lewis. One of his best. Oh, he's great in everything, isn't he? He's just absolutely phenomenal. But it's just uh, it's an intense movie from start to finish. And yeah, I, I figured, you know, yeah, offset the comedy or something completely different. So yeah, that's what I'm going for. Nice. So, masterpiece, man. There oh, will be absolutely. blood. PTA at the top of his game, of course, Daniel Day-Lewis, Paul Dano, everything about that movie I love. And when you compare it to No Country for Old Men, which I also love, uh, I No Country for Old Men has an, an ending that's kind of not even an ending, while There Will Be Blood has an ending you will fucking remember <laughs> <laughs> forever. I drink your milkshake. Uh, yeah. oh, I drink it up. Oh, I'm finished. I love it. <laughs> I, I love that film. Love it, love it, love it. And that's why it's at the top of my mock draft list. Uh, do we have any haters here? Come on. There Will Be Blood. Great movie. Great I, yeah, I think film. it's a superb movie. I think my only, and you, you can all just go me for the rent on this one, the, the score, the soundtrack, it just drives me spare. Oh, I, Johnny yeah, I, know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Personally, personally, it's just, but it's a brilliant movie. Daniel Day-Lewis, I mean, you're right, Sam, he's just, you, you try and think, name a bad performance by Daniel Day-Lewis. You can't. Yeah. Really, you know, through his entire career, way back to playing Christy Brown, um, you know, he's just a phenomenal actor. And uh, yeah, it's a good, it's a great movie. I've just got to turn the volume, ride the volume, as I say. <laughs> <He> gets, <laughs> and I don't think enough a, good things get said about Paul Dano as man as well, because he like oh, hangs yeah. with him for yeah. a lot of that film. He keeps up the acting chops, and he he's an amazing actor as well. But yeah, and he came he came in and like at the last minute to that film as yeah. well. There was there was someone else in that role. He came in the last minute 
it had to stand up to freaking Daniel Day Lewis. It <laughs> did so. Give oh, uh, me the blood. Oh man! <laughs> but I mean, the the beginning of that film, the first fifteen minutes, basically a silent performance from Daniel Day Lewis. I just think it's a mesmerizing film from start to finish, and uh, that's why I love it. So great pick, Sam. Here in round two, a uh, still in round two, if I would say. And that- yeah, y'all, uh, the the second and third voters, uh, Mark Ellis and Gidget, y'all failed me. I thought that was going to go like two or three at least. So uh, thank you for giving that to Sam. Yeah, you guys oh. are brilliant. That, that, that was the that was That's- the serious one I was tossing up between. Yeah. Well. Yeah. There you Gone go. Now. Gave it to yep. Sam. Gave it to Sam who. Does he like films? Apparently he does, because that's a good one. <laughs> so, uh, good one. Uh, Gidget, you, you got your second round pick after taking Ratatouille in round one. What do you got here in round two? Oh, do I go horror or do I go... Look, I love I loved this movie. It's a David Cronenberg movie. I'm going to go Eastern Promises. Ooh. Yep, okay. I think this is a really, really, really solid, good crime movie. Uh, Film Vigo is fantastic in it. Same with Australian Naomi Watts. Uh, I've seen it quite a few times. There's a fantastic fight scene, (laughs) naked locker room fight scene in this. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And I am guilty of pausing. Um, (laughs) That's the best part, Gidget. Go ahead. Best naked fight scene ever. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, look, I I really, I honestly, uh, there probably is more popular movies I could have picked. But I would be doing myself a disservice if I didn't at least grab Eastern Promises because I just think it's – I think it Eastern Promises is as good as No Country for Old Men and There Will Be Blood. There you go. Ooh. Mm. That's very bold. Yeah. Here's here's the thing about Eastern Promises. I, I love Cronenberg, but I prefer, you know – Back in the day, icky body horror, crazy Cronenberg. To you know, when he got into this phase, what was the other one around this time that Cronenberg had? Uh, he had history another, of violence. E- yes, yes, yeah. history of violence. I kind of, I kind of uh, get those mixed up from time to time. And uh, Eastern Promises, not a very good title. You know, it's just like, oh, oh, what is that movie? If if people have not seen this movie, they might have. They'll, they'll look at the list and be like, what is that movie? So I don't know about it here in round two. What does everyone think? You know, I was going to put Eastern Promises uh, on my list, but I thought it was History of Violence. There you go. When I, when I read the description, I'm like, oh, wait a minute. That's not the movie that I love. No. So that had to go off the list. Uh, I love History of Violence, and I was expecting the same kind of thing from Eastern Promises, and I just didn't quite get it. So that's why I didn't make it. Yeah. I mean the naked fight. The naked fight scene is the probably the the biggest part I remember from it. So yeah, that, that's the only part I remember. Unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> All I remember, the remember I, that I moved part. To London, the year this came out, and I remember watching this in the cinema and considering moving back to New Zealand because I was like, "Is this what London's like? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to fight some dude naked in the shower. What the hell?" <laughs> All right. Well, you know, we'll see how it goes uh, for Gidget here in round two. So, uh, Markellis. Round two, your pick after taking Grindhouse. What do you got, man? All right. So this one, this is probably going to give me a lot of booze, and I don't care. I have to pick this movie. Uh, This is a very long, very drawn-out police procedural that actually turns into a movie about obsession. It is David Fincher's Zodiac. I love Fincher. I love what he does with the camera in this movie, and I love the way that it kind of subverts your expectations of what the movie is all about. By the time you get to the end, it's just, 
I'm like super immersed in, into it and I want more. So Zodiac, also known as the movie where Mysterio and Iron Man <laughs> and Bruce Banner team up to find a serial killer. <laughs> Great performances in Zodiac. Yeah, I mean, when you have a cast like that, Fincher... Uh, I mean, imagine uh, that movie is a long film and Fincher takes like 100 takes <laughs> per scene. Yeah. That, that movie must have taken four years to make for them. So they were put through the ringer. I think it's I think it's a great film. What does everyone think about Zodiac? I feel like four-fifths of that... a boob because the first four-fifths <laughs> of this movie are awesome, but it's that last half an hour. And I actually watched this about two weeks ago. That was just like, oh, come on. Yeah, we get it. You know? But that's what you're waiting for the whole movie. Why? Why? Why do you like the last part? No, I don't like the last part. Like the first four, four fifths of the movie, like this is awesome, and then just the last half an hour it just sort of drags and drags and drags a bit. Like I get what you're saying about the obsession, but yeah, for that last half an hour, I was like, ah, oh, yeah, we get it. You can end the movie now. Yeah, I was going to say I, I actually had this really high on my list. I think it's excellent, and I, I was the same. I've rewatched it about a month ago. Uh, sat down and really soaked it in. It's a visually beautiful movie but all of Finch's movies are. He's just got such a, a wonderful eye. I think I don't mind a really long movie as long as it's interesting, and I thought this was incredibly interesting and tense. That scene uh, down in the basement, <laughs> just <laughs> the, te- the super tension scary. is j- Super oh. scary the first time. Yep, yep. Um, I, sorry, go I love Fincher, sorry. Uh, I love Fincher... Um, I like this movie. I don't love this movie, but I, I don't know why you thought you were going to get booze there. I mean, this movie is, yeah. is generally well-liked. <laughs> because Fincher makes a lot of classics. No one talks about Zodiac at all. What? At all. That uh, is true, actually. No, that is true. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. We're talking like about it right now. It's hard to come back to, you know? Like, it's it's not one that people are like, you know what I'm going to watch for the fifth time? Zodiac, you know? Like, <laughs> right. they just kind of, you watch it once and then 10 years later, you're like, I haven't seen that in a while and watch it again. So exactly what I do. Why. <laughs> Guess I'm due for a rewatch, guys. Have to check it out again. So, Zodiac here in round two, which means we finally circled all the way back around to John Mark, who took No Country for Old Men at the very top of this draft. John Mark, what are you going round two, man? Well, I'm I'm regretting going with the number one pick. I should have gone in Sam slot so that I could get hot fuzz and there will be blood back to back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but, you know, I need to balance, just like he balanced out his comedy with uh, a super serious movie, I need to balance out my super serious movie with a comedy that I'm loving, that I'm Mick loving, oh, yeah. and that oh. would be super bad. Going with super bad. All right. You look like a future pedophile in this picture, number one. Number two, it doesn't even have a first name. It just says McLovin. What? One name? One name? Who are you, Seal? Fogel? His ID says you're 25 years old. Why wouldn't you just put 21, man? Seth, 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 listen up, ass face. Every day, hundreds of kids go into the liquor store with their fake IDs, and every single one says they're 21. How many 21-year-olds do you think there are in this town? It's called fucking strategy, all right? Let's stay calm, okay? Let's not lose our heads. No. It's, it's, it's a fine ID. It'll, it's going to work. It's passable, okay? This, this isn't terrible. I mean, it's up to you, Fogel. This guy's either going to think, here's another kid with a fake ID, or here's McLovin, the 25-year-old Hawaiian organ donor. Okay? So what's it going to be? I am McLovin. Nice. All right. Super bad here in round two. Why you got it here, John Mark? 
I just feel like it was the movie that everyone quoted in 2007. And uh, 2007, the fall of 2007 was the beginning of my senior year of high school. Um, and I and everyone just like that was the movie for uh, anybody in that kind of phase of life. You know, that was that was kind of the uh, everything that represented high school for that uh, time period. So lots of great quotes, uh, you know, kind of putting Michael Sarah and Jonah Hill and I can't remember the fucking dude who plays Christopher Mintz Plass, uh, who plays McLovin. <laughs> Emma Stone. Emma, Emma Stone. Yes. Gosh, yes. Intro to Emma Stone. And yeah, yeah, that was a great Emma Stone performance. Um, yeah, it's not necessarily my favorite comedy, but it's it's a good one. And it, it kind of exemplifies the era. So what do you guys think of uh, Super Bad? That's an excellent choice, dude. I love that movie. Yeah, same. Yeah, yeah. thank you. I mean, it's, it's a, all right. Ooh, <laughs> whoa, tepid. You know, uh, for maybe what? maybe it's an age thing. Um, I I didn't even put it on my list. Um, or so it's it's okay. Uh, look, I watched it. I enjoyed it. I, I laughed at parts of it. Uh, it's just it's not up there for me. You know, uh, there's other comedies that came out that year that I would put way above that. Or, or it could be a, I was about to say, it could be a gender thing because it, it's a movie yeah. about, uh, you know, male friendship. You don't get enough movies about male friendship, guys just being friends and, you know, having each other's backs. Uh, of course, we had Book Smart last year, mm. which was kind of the flip side of that. Also, a great right. film. So, uh, I, I mean, it was a I, fun time with the movies. A really funny movie. Yeah. I think the, the part of Superbad we can all identify with is when Michael Sarah is talking to the girl that he's interested in in the hallway. And then, like, he, he ends the conversation well, like a good goodbye. And then he realizes he's walking the same direction as she is <laughs> and just speed walks ahead. And, and, oh, my God. And super awkward. My, my wife and I do that all the time where he's like, bye. Okay, bye. <laughs> Uh, we, I, Chrissy and I always talk about the scene where he's talking, he couldn't stop drawing the dicks in class. Yeah. <laughs> and anybody who's ever been in, you know, boarding school and just like drawing random things, you're like, maybe I didn't draw all the dicks, but that's pretty funny, you know? So, uh, <laughs> all the dicks in Super Bad here in round two. Great comedy in 2007. But it's time for round three. And John Mark gets another film right off of that, another pick. What do you got here uh, in round three, John Mark? All right. So now we're getting into the territory of I don't know what is necessarily the best pick. But I do know one thing that rings true for these drafts and its franchises. And the worst film or the worst yeah, film of this franchise, uh, or one of the worst ones at least, helped me win the 05 draft. So I'm going to stick with what worked. And I'm going to draft Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. <laughs> so you're going for uh, uh, one of the worst films of a franchise. Why? No, 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 no. <laughs> Goblet of Fire was one of the worst films of a franchise. Order of the Phoenix is one of the better films of a very beloved franchise. Mm. So why do you why do you think Phoenix goes over Goblet? Well, why, why do you prefer it? I mean, it's just a much better movie, first of all. I don't know why this is a question. <laughs> this is pretty obvious. Please explain in depth. Um, a great fight between Dumbledore and Voldemort at the end. Uh, sure, Harry's a little whiny bitch the whole movie, but, you know, he's 15 or whatever. So give him a break. Uh, one of the most gut-wrenching deaths of the series, spoiler alert, 
uh, probably the most gut wrenching, actually. Um, yeah, I think it's just the mo- it's the most well made up to that point. Um, and it's actually it's probably my favorite one if I don't if I don't give the first one just the credit of being the first one. So it's it's definitely top two Harry Potter movies for me, which is a franchise I you know grew up reading and loving and um, very near and dear to my heart. Awesome. Just enough time to write down that long title in this small box. <laughs> Thank you, John Mark. Uh, what does everyone think about Order of the Phoenix? Uh, I'm a red-blooded male, so I haven't seen the Harry Potter films, so I can't comment. Ooh, nice. <laughs> do, you, do you even like books, Sam? Oh, I love books. I love good ones. No, no. I've, um, I, was, wow. I was a little too old for the Harry Potter movies. Like, I think the first Harry Potter came out when I was about 18 or something, and it was like a punchline amongst me and my friends of like, oh, what movie are you going to go watch? Harry Potter? <laughs> so I was like, never, never have I watched Harry Potter. And I probably will once, you know, like baby grows up a bit. But yeah, that's about it for me. When my baby grows up, Wait, a bit. so you've never seen you've never seen one of them? Nah, I've never seen one of them. So like, and I always firmly believe Whoa. you can't criticize something until you've experienced it. So I'm 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 backing out. <laughs> I think you so need. I, to- I, I never read I never read the books, but I've seen all the films. Oh. Uh, I just can't remember the order of of them. <laughs> um, but it, whereas my partner had read all the books, so he had a different different view regarding which ones were his favorites. But you know, it's a solid pick. For sure, there's pl- there's so many Harry Potter fans out there, so you're you're gonna get them for sure. Yeah, yeah, I read the books and saw all of the movies, and this was the first one that I think David Yates like got behind the camera to do. Yep. Yeah, um, yep. And he just pretty much took the reins for the rest of the ride, and still writing it. Now that I think about it, uh, but yeah, I think uh, it's definitely one of the more uh, visually striking ones. Uh, I definitely think it got better with the next one, but yeah, it, it's a good pick. There. There's definitely a lot of Harry Potter fans out there. Sam, Sam, I'll tell you this. Um, my wife, Chrissy, was in your same spot several years ago, and then I made her watch all of the films in one weekend, and her brain has never been the same since. <laughs> uh, but, you broke uh, your wife. I you broke, broke your wife on I, Harry Potter. Oh, my wife. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I did. Uh, but I, I will say this. It's worth it just to get up to like the the last couple films, which I think are amazing mm. uh, in my eyes. And I think you should uh, hook, starting with number five. Hook up with uh, <laughs> the the countdown guys. I've been trying to get them to watch them as well, and I think that would be hilarious uh, to get some uh, you know grown dudes watching some Harry Potter. Man, yeah. it's good. It's good stuff. Cool. Magic, man. You know, good old magic. I'll take you with. Uh, okay. All right. There you go. You could, you could, dude. I, I would totally do some twenty cues for any Harry Potter movie. So uh, sign me up, man. We've we we've do done it. the I'm, first I'm one, and I actually well. subbed out. <laughs> I actually subbed out. I was like, I, I've never seen one of these films, and I've got three guys that were like, we love these movies. So I was like, you guys do it. I'm, there's no way you can make me do it. And then editing it, I was like, I've got no idea what they're talking about, but I'm sure it makes sense. So. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And I didn't even watch. I didn't even read the books, so I just watched the movies. Thought they were great. So. Yeah. Uh, Good pick here. Loving some franchises here on Fantasy Movie Draft. But Mark Kellis, you got your round three pick. Man, what are you going uh, here in the third round? Okay, so sticking with this, uh, the idea of franchises, uh, my number three pick is actually the third part of what used to be a trilogy. Uh, a movie that kind of redefined what an action movie could be, what fight scenes could be, and definitely started... Uh, kind of changed the way that other spy movies were made talking about Matt Damon is Jason Bourne in the Bourne ultimatum. Yeah. 
uh, Paul, Paul Greengrass comes back behind the camera and somehow manages to make a movie that's a sequel, but kind of takes place in the same time as the end of part two. It's really timey-wimey confusing, but the movie is badass. The fight scenes are cool. The chase scenes are amazing. Uh, Paul Greengrass definitely put his stamp all over this Bourne movie. So uh, Bourne Ultimatum, number three. Hmm. All these run together. What, what does everyone think? They run together to me. They're like all one movie. What does everyone think about Ultimatum? Does everyone does, Are they different enough? That everyone remembers them individually. What does everyone think? Yeah, I remember the first one because it was it was slightly yeah. different, and then I think Greengrass directed the second two. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Maybe right. He did. He, he did. That's yeah, right. he did the other. He did uh, two, three, and four. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. No, it was. I'm not going to lie. It was next on my list. So yeah, no, I, I can dig where he's picking it. Good. I, th- I, I, like- I enjoy all those movies. Actually, I like all the Bourne movies. I think they're all really solid. Yeah, I like the first three a lot. Uh, I do agree, though. They do kind of run together. That's why Identity is probably my favorite one. Um, mm-hmm. But Ultimatum was really good. I mean, I just yeah. th- I just think about like the Mission Impossible movies and how e- you know each of them are kind of like their own thing. And then I watch the Bourne movies, and I'm just like, oh, they're kind of like the same-ish throughout <laughs> until you get to that one where Matt Damon's not even in it, and you're like, this sucks. Uh, so I don't know, man. I, again, franchises are very important. We'll, we'll see how it goes for you, but, uh, born ultimatum, Matt Damon here in round three, Sam, were you about to talk about born ultimatum? Yeah. Oh no. I guess I said it was just, um, it was next on my list. It's, It's a bloody good film, but yeah, yeah. All right. We'll see how it goes. Gidget round three. What do you got? Okay, all right, shout out to all the horror people out there. I'm going to go a horror movie, and uh, I it's a sequel, uh, so I am going to go 28 Weeks Later. Yes. Uh, this this was a sequel to the 2002 film, 28 Days Later. Uh, you've got Robert Carlyle, Rose Burns, Jeremy Renner, um, and Idris Elba as well. Uh, I think it was. I think this is just as good. Is 28 Days Later. I love both films a lot. I'm a massive horror fan anyway. This was basically made for like $15 million and it made $64 million. Um, so it did incredibly well and it just goes to show you can make a really solid movie and you don't have to spend millions and millions and millions of dollars. And it's still as tense. I still watch it and it still freaks me out and it and I just think it's a really fantastic horror film. I think it's better. I'm a bit, I'm a fan of it more. What? Yeah, no. good yeah. on you. I, I've yeah. stuck my I've stuck my neck out on this uh, several times in fantasy movie draft. I think it's better. It moves faster. It's uh uh the first one is is very dark and in like you know thematics better. and like it's hard to see some of it you know <laughs> so uh, I I I like it but I I love this one better myself so uh, I think it's a great pick here in round three hey, we got to get some horror on the board come on yeah. good job Gidget. Yeah. Good work, Gidge. Well, I think with the first one as well, the first one was very establishing. I mean, that was phenomenal when he was, you know, there was no one in London and he's just walking the streets. And that was very establishing. This one really ramps it up. This one really, you know, comes out of the gate swinging and it's just, just full-on tension. But as I said, I love both of them. But, yeah, I agree. I, I do like this a little bit more than 28 Days Later. What's your problem, John Mark? You don't, you don't like 28 Weeks Later? 
it's it's not 28 days later and <laughs> i do feel like though people scrolling through twitter are gonna see 28 blah 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 later and be like oh yeah i like that movie and they're gonna be thinking about 28 days later <laughs> that uh, that's a tactic i'm relying that's a, on that, that i is am a, re- yeah yep. That's a tactic that people often use. <laughs> like, oh, just switch yeah. out one word and people will get confused. But, uh, I mean, I can't blame you. I picked Harry Potter and Markellis picked Born. So, like, <laughs> damn right. The same thing. The same thing's going to happen. Oh, this is the franchise round. I just noticed that. Yeah, yeah. Damn right. Uh, I, I just wouldn't necessarily put this in the top 16 of the year, personally. But, uh, fun, fun movie. I'll give it that. Hmm. All right. Well, we'll see how it goes for Gidget. Sam. Do you have a franchise that you would like to pick in round three? <laughs> oh, for your not round anymore. Three pick. Come no. on, Sam. Come on, Sam. You can do it. You guys all know what I'm thinking. We're not allowed to mention them, but no, I'm definitely not picking a couple of franchises for this one. <laughs> what do you got, man? I have to kick my own ass. Uh, I oh ah, this is tough. This is tough. This is really tough. Yeah, screw it. I'm going to go with the other awesome, awesome comedy that came out this year, starring Michael Cera. Uh, I'm going to go with Juno. It's a prognosis, Fertile Myrtle. Minus or plus? No, no, it's not seasoned yet. Take some of these. No. There it is. That little pink plus sign is so unholy. That ain't no etch-a-sketch. This is one doodle that can't be undid, Holmes Gillett. Ooh, yeah. I was thinking another awesome comedy, but Juno here in round three. Why are you picking it here? Uh, it's. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I'm swinging for the film Twitter fences. I mean, this is a beloved film that everybody <laughs> loves. And it, like, it, don't no, get me wrong. I love no, it. No, it's not. It's not. Sorry. <laughs> Have you thought about this movie since 2007? Yeah, it's brilliant. It's awesome. <laughs> Bateman's good in it. Garner's good in it. Alan Page is awesome in it. I just love it. It just, you know, gave Jason Reitman and Diablo Cody a career. It's a good film. Yeah, I, I feel like this was a hot film at the moment, and then people instantly turned on this, like, you know, yeah. Juno had slapped them in the face. Uh, what does everyone think? Yeah, it's on my list. It's it's towards the bottom, but it's definitely on there. Yeah, not so, on my list at all. Uh, yeah, I, just found on- her, I found her so annoying. I just wanted to reach through the screen and strangle her and punch her in the baby stomach. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Damn, girl. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, not, not on my list. Like, I knew it was a movie of 2007, but again, I haven't thought about it. But Jay Ledbetter cautioned me uh, to, to consider this one the same way that Little Miss Sunshine. But Little Miss Sunshine is just such a better movie. Yeah. Um, you know, so I, I, I do know. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well. We'll see how it goes here. Uh, guys, it's time for round four. It's the last round. Uh, this is the the wild card round for 2000 Films Fantasy Movie Draft. And again, super important that you do your best in this last round because, again, the, the top two vote-getters advance to the finals. Sam, this is your last pick of the draft. You just picked Juno. Might have been your most controver- controversial pick yet. Yeah. What do, you, what do you got to end out, man? I'm going to go with another controversial one. Everybody hated him at this time, so he came back and directed an amazing film. I'm going to go with Ben Affleck's Gone Baby Gone. Whoa, there you go. All right, why Gone Baby Gone here? It's just, 
it's it's like a great neo noir sort of mystery film. I I just I really dug it. Like um, Morgan Freeman's great in it. Michelle Monaghan's great in it. Ed Harris is good at rating it. It's it's one of those films that for me just really holds up. And it established Ben Affleck as a director. And at that point, nobody. I mean, maybe that's what it is. Maybe had no one had any expectations that he would ever be able to make anything good. And then he made this, and it's just a great film. What does everyone think about this here in round four? That is a very wise choice. That's a really good flick, dude. Um, yeah, and Ben Affleck definitely like set the bar to make people take a step back and be like, oh, you know, maybe he can do something else. So, uh, yeah, I love that movie. I thought it was great when I saw it. I don't think I've seen it since I saw it in the theaters in 2007. So uh, I remember it being good. Uh, I just don't know, does it have the lasting impact that a lot of a lot of the other films that are higher up on my mock draft list do. Gidget, John, Mark, what do you think? I, I haven't think actually seen film. it, so no opinion. Gidget, what did you yeah. say? I, I missed it. Uh, it's a good film. It's a very, very good film. A very tense film and, uh, yeah, great acting in it. And I think it's a very, really, really good pick. Much better than Bloody Juno. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Backhanded compliments from Gidget. <laughs> Uh, we will see how it goes for Sam. Uh, Gidget, you got your last pick of the draft here. What are you going to go with? Okay, this is a good thing that I just double-checked this because I was going to go with this movie, but turns out officially on IMDb it's 2006, not 2007, but in, it was, wasn't released in Australia until 2007. So Was it picked uh, in the 2006 draft? Might have been. It might be the one I'm thinking of. Like I said, uh, and and I'll reiterate this rule because I try to do it every draft. But we go for the the consensus of the top date uh, for each film on IMDb, Google, and Wikipedia. So whatever the the consensus of those three for the date is the the date we go for. Okay. All right. Well, I, I, yeah. Officially on IMDb, it says 2006. So go. Just put my thing through there. Right. Okay. That's off the board. Um, what, oh, what am I going to go for? Mm, 300. Yep. That was it. That was picked. Yeah. That was picked 2006. Yeah. I think the, I think the, the, the thing was, it, yeah, as I said, it wasn't released in Australia until 2000, 2007. So I just kept thinking about that all the time. Um, I am going to, uh, I really want to go with this comedy, but no one's seen it. And it's really funny. There's Go two, with there's it. Two, Go with two. it. <laughs> yeah, pick it, Gidget. There's Coward. Coward. <laughs> you Go for the win, no. Gidget. Come on. No, I'm, I'm actually going to go with the more popular comedy. I'm going to go with Knocked Up. Ooh, did you see the sex offender website? These are all the sex offenders in our neighborhood. Looks like your computer has chicken pox. Those are sex offenders. These people live in our neighborhood. Well, I'll skip their houses when we're trick-or-treating. What do you want me to do? Form a posse? Got your six shooter on you? I got my lynching rope. You shouldn't take it so lightly. I don't take it lightly. You know, I'm not going to go over to any of these people's houses and say, hey, can you mind, can you babysit? If I didn't care about these things, you wouldn't care about anything. Care more. You're so concerned with stuff. Like, don't get them vaccinated. Don't let them eat fish. There's mercury in the water. Jesus, how much Dateline NBC can you watch? I know we're supposed to be nice with each other right now, but I'm having a really hard time. I'm struggling with it right now. What am I doing? Because I want to rip your fucking head off because you're so fucking stupid. This is scary. Mm -hmm. These are our children. Mm -hmm. You fucking dipshit. Mm -hmm. God, you... I literally am at a point where I don't know what I can say. So I'm the bad guy because I'm trying to protect our kids from child molesters and mercury? 
And you're cool because you don't give a shit? Yeah. Yeah? Is that it? Pretty much. God, you're an asshole. Yes. God, I thought we were going to go this whole draft without Knocked Up. Come on, guys. No no fans of Knocked Up here, except for Gidget, That's of course. That's a funny movie. I know I know that she's a bitch in real life, but um, and she, you know, she badmouthed the movie and all that sort of thing, but it's a really, really solidly funny film. Uh, cracks me up. Uh, I was going to go, well, when we get to the end of the draft, I'll tell you the other comedies that I was really, but again, they hardly anyone's seen them or really likes them, but yeah, knocked, knocked up for me. I think, I think it's a good, solid comedy. I feel a lot of kinship to knocked up, uh, because I'm also, uh, you know, an average dude that, Hooked up and got a very hot, you know, blonde woman <laughs> <I mean> pregnant. <laughs> so much so that it's like, that's your wife? She had your baby? Uh, but I, I love Apatow. I, I love the crew that he had, especially for this film. And I, I think it's a hilarious movie. So uh, I'm glad and you got it here in round four. I'd, I'd never even heard of this thing called Pink Eye. What? For real? You guys yeah. don't have you just don't have Pink Eye over there in Australia? Seems not. What? Well, you have everything else. So. <laughs> we'll send we you we some. Don't, we don't have rabies here either. So, yeah. I think we just have poisonous everything. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, everything will kill you. That's that's a given. But, yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah. It's, um, what, yeah, what do you guys all think of Knocked Up? I thought you were going to say, what do we all think of Pink Eye? <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> uh, it's got my, five out of five. It's got my boy Paul Rudd in it. You know, uh, that that relationship with him and his wife in that movie, uh, we have a we love that as well. So, uh, no no other fans are knocked up. Come on, other than Gidget. Oh, it's good. I was tossing up between that and Juno. It's it's pretty good. Yeah. Sam, you got a baby. You should like Knocked Up. Have you seen? <laughs> yeah, we did it. We actually covered this episode when we were um on the verge of her popping. So yeah, no, I can I can appreciate it for what it was, and yeah, no, it's a good film. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Yeah, all right. I may like the spinoff more. Uh, this is forty. No blasphemy. No, no. <laughs> more. I like I like that too. Yeah, I like yeah. that too. You're allowed to like a few things, so I like both of them. But I think Thank this you. is I think this is funnier. Yeah, yeah they, they get 40. really serious in This Is 40. It gets really yeah. dramatic and like real life uh, in that one. So I prefer, you know, the, the funny ha-has of Knocked Up. So uh, Mark Ellis, you got your last pick. Wild card round here in round four. What are you going to end up with, man? All right. So this movie, I'm, I'm going to guess that it's not on anybody's list at all, but I'm going to pick it anyway because I absolutely love this movie. Uh, I'm a big nerd, so I usually go to the movies multiple times to see anything with superheroes or spaceships or lasers. This movie I saw in the theater five times, and it has none of that stuff. It is called Once by director John Carney. It's about a street musician uh, in Ireland and a uh, Czech immigrant who they meet on the street. They both like music. They decided they're going to write songs together and cut a demo. And it's a musical without actually being a musical. And it's such a magical film. It Like three quarters of the way through the movie, I'm looking around going, this is amazing. And through the years, uh, I've come to love it even more. It won an Academy Award for uh, Best Original Song. And uh, it's just a, a fantastic movie. And I think enough people have seen it that uh, it is popular enough. Uh, John Carney is an amazing director. If you haven't seen ones, check it out. Uh, definitely check out his other movie, Sing Street. That's another amazing musical movie. But 
once. That's my pick. Wild card. Falling slowly. Great, great uh, song from that film. Uh, I actually saw them perform together. They are they were amazing. Oh, nice. uh, has everyone else seen Once? Yeah, if I'm honest with myself, I, that's my second favorite film of this year. It's it's brilliant. Whoa! What? Yeah, I love that film. Wow. It's it's amazing. Yeah, it's you know it, it hits you in the feels, man. It's a good it's a good movie. Yeah, it's awesome. So uh, I know the song, but I actually haven't seen it. But I will be fixing that as soon as we finish recording. I am going to track it down and watch it because I don't know why it's been one of those things that I've just kept putting off, and and everyone that's seen it loves it. Mm. Yeah. So I'm thinking, why haven't yeah. I seen it? I'm crazy. So I'll be fixing that. I love yeah. that you. I First, love five times in the theater, Marcellus. That's a lot. That's good, man. Yeah, with no robots or lasers. <laughs> <laughs> They're in the background. <laughs> well, so you're about to when say you something. It, you know, yeah. First, you had my curiosity, but now you have my attention with the fact that John Carney directed it because I love Sing Street. That was one of my favorite movies of 2016. Uh, so I need to go check out once, uh, apparently. Yeah, he is the master of the musical, not musicals. Uh, his other his other movie, Begin Again, it's kind of the same thing, and it's not as good as the other ones. Like Sing Street, he really he really like found his stride. Uh, but he's a master at those movies. I love it. Awesome, good recommendation for everyone to see if they have Thank not you. seen it. Watch once uh, here in the walk around, John Mark. You've got the last pick of this 2000 Films Fantasy Movie Draft. What are you going to finish this thing off with, man? So, uh, yeah, last draft, I went with a franchise in my third pick, uh, and that that worked well for me. And I went with a horror movie in my fourth pick, and that worked well for me. So I'm gonna I'm gonna follow the same format here and uh, and take a movie that, according to IMDb and Google. Is 2007, so ignore the Wikipedia 2009. Uh, I'm going to go with Paranormal Activity and uh, Gidget, probably one of the, the more impactful horror movies of the year, probably the most impactful horror movies of, uh, horror movie of the year. Uh, Gidget was throwing out some numbers about 28 weeks later. How about a budget of $11,000 and a box office gross, U.S. only, of $193.4 million? That I believe is if it's not at one time it was the largest like uh, you know percentage profit uh, of a movie ever. It may have been surpassed. I don't know by what, uh, but yeah, uh, very. I mean, it led to a bunch of not so great sequels. So we won't talk <laughs> about those. But the first one scared the living shit out of everyone uh, the first time they saw it. So I think it's a, a good fourth round pick. All right. Paranormal Activity with the last pick here. What does everyone think about that? I think that's a great pick, too. Some little-known producer named Jason Blum mm. was a part of that <laughs> somehow. I don't know. I, 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 he, might have, he might have a future in front of him. I don't know. But he's, uh, yeah, He's like, here's 500 bucks. Make this film. <laughs> <You> know? <laughs> well, I mean, what was it about this film uh, as we look back? Was it was Zeitgeist? Was it marketing for that film? Like, there wasn't a lot going on, but everyone saw this. I think it was... It was like people were probably waiting on the next Blair Witch, you know, type event where it was like presented as real and low budget um, and and just sort of they ran with that and did it maximized those two things. So that that's my opinion, at least. I don't I don't really know 
why it caught on so much. I, I was about to say, say exactly the same thing. It was very much the 2007 Blair Witch Project and they, it made for nothing and amazing marketing. Like I remember when Paranormal Activity came out and they had the footage of the test audiences reacting to it. Yeah. And, and yeah. that is very, very appealing to people, seeing the entire cinema freaking out. I'm a big horror fan. It's not. It wouldn't even be up the top for me. I didn't find it that frightening, to be honest with you. <clears throat> I think it was more. I, I prefer the Blair Witch Project, actually. Um, but I do understand why it did so well, and mm-hmm. why it was such a huge hit. And it's as as you say. I mean, at the end of the day, look at the profit it made. Like that's that's crazy. You know, movies these days are lucky to break even some of them. So, yeah. Yeah, I was about I was about to say the the cultural impact alone, I guess, would be a reason to pick this film. Uh, just the, everything that come came after it. I, I mean, hell, I just watched. Uh, I went to see Invisible Man yesterday for the first time, and it, it's uh, that that movie, which is amazing, has has a little bit of DNA from Paranormal Activity in it. Uh, oh, cool. So uh, I think it's a good pick uh, here for the last pick of our 2007 films draft, which means we've reached the end, guys. So let me uh, read out the board for everyone because this is a very important draft and this poll is going to be very important uh, once it drops. So John Mark uh, has No Country for Old Men, Super Bad, Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, and Paranormal Activity. Mark Ellis has Grindhouse, Zodiac, The Bourne Ultimatum, and Once... Gidget has Ratatouille, Eastern Promises, 28 Weeks Later, and Knocked Up. And Sam has Hot Fuzz, There Will Be Blood, Juno, and Gone Baby Gone. What does everyone think about your chances tonight? I'm kicking myself I didn't go with There Will Be Blood for my first pick. (laughs) So you should be kicking you too. Yeah, Yeah, just kick kick away, guys. But... um, yeah, I, th- I think we've all got very diverse lists. Yeah. There's some good ones and some bad ones. So, um, it, it, yeah, we, who knows? It just depends on what people – There's, a, I, I noticed with a lot of these things, people just find their one favourite movie yep. and it doesn't matter yeah. what, what's in the rest of the list. They just go, I love that movie so much, I'm picking that list because of that one movie. Yeah. And I, th- yeah. I think a lot of people do do that. <clears throat> so, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, it, it, that could work. There could be a lot of Juno fans out there. They're just like, yes. <laughs> Hell yeah. Finally, someone picks Juno. <laughs> They've been waiting since 2007. <laughs> um, well, I, before we get, you know, uh, in the past, we've, we've done five rounds. So I want to get uh, honorable mentions, of course. But I will mention this one film that I thought John Mark was going to pick. And is actually one, two, in round two of my mock draft list. So maybe it was Don't just say I am legend. No, nope. oh I am god, legend. no, god, no, <laughs> god. no. But this was another film that I went with Chrissy to see with my mother-in-law in the theater, and we will never forget the experience because any person that saw this movie in the theater remembers walking out after the ending <laughs> of this film. <laughs> Yeah. I bet I know what it is. I'm talking mist. about the mist, guys. No, Come on. <laughs> oh, yeah. what a f- dear God. I mean, 
I, I just remember like walking to the brightness and be like, oh no, what have I done? <laughs> My soul has been torn apart. Uh, and I, I didn't even have kids then, so I, I, I haven't even rewatched it since. But I'm surprised no one picked that film. Um, so uh, that would have been a great ending to the draft, too, just I, in terms of the ending of the movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah when you said horror, I was like, he's going to pick that. Here he goes. He's going to – the miss. There you go. But uh, did not pick it, so that was unpicked. John Mark, if there was a round five, which there is not, uh, what, what would you have gone with in round five? Easily my favorite movie of the year. Uh, it's probably my the best like book-to-movie adaptation. The book has stuff the movie doesn't have. The movie has stuff the book doesn't have. Into the Wild is one of my favorite movies of all time. Mm. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, a ton of people haven't seen it. Um, it did get some love back in the day. It got nominated for some Oscars. But, yeah, I love Into the Wild. That's a cool story. If you uh, have either not seen the movie or read yeah. the book, I would I would definitely recommend doing both. I think about it a lot. Sometimes you just get fed up of life and you're just going to – you want to walk onto the wilderness <laughs> and basically kill yourself. So uh, great Eddie Vedder, Vedder soundtrack as well. Oh, so good. Uh, Mark Kellis, if you had one more pick, what are you going with, man? Uh, yeah, I, this is kind of an unusual one. I'm not like a big horror movie fan, but the one that I would have picked is a, a Spanish found footage horror movie called Wreck or Record. Oh, great film. Uh, yes. About yeah. a, you know, about a lady, uh, a reporter and a cameraman that go into a building and it's, uh, affected by zombies and the whole movie takes place from the cameraman's point of view. I love that movie. I thought it was amazing. So, uh, it's a fantastic that would have been my horror. Pick. Yeah. That's a, that's a great, great horror. And I'm sorry, John Mark, we can't be friends anymore, bud. If if we were doing a draft of the worst movies of 2007, Into the Wild would be the top for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I I've seen it. I watched it, and I knew the story of the real guy. And I'm thinking, hurry up and die. Just die already. <laughs> oh, Come on, chop chop. Let's go. I feel like people oh my God. punching babies punching, and hating into the wild. Oh, I know. Babies. I told you I'm a bitch. I feel like people sort of <laughs> missed the point of that movie as well, which is like people sort of think it's, hey, shun society and then go live out in the wild. But it's not like that at all. It's like shun society, but then actually prepare and learn how to live out in the wild if you're going to do it first, you dumbasses. <laughs> no. Yeah. I, so I agree to some the, – the point of the movie is what he, what he comes to realize when it's too late. You know, happiness is only real when shared. That's the quote that yeah, he breaks yeah. down. So. It's yeah, it's it's about like loving other people, not like ditching. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Uh, Gidget, if you had one more pick, what what do you pick? Uh, okay, I'll, I'll mention. I can mention it now. Spider-Man the comedy 3. that no one's seen that I think it's one of the best parody films of the music sort of genre. Uh. Uh, not not including Spinal, but I I just think this is hysterical movie. Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story. I think it's hysterical. <laughs> yeah. um, but if I was picking, I was actually really taught, I really liked Charlie Wilson's War. I thought that was a really solid movie, and of course Elizabeth, the Golden Age. But I would have actually gone the Orphanage. Ooh, I think. Ooh nice. nice. It's a spooky mm. one. Very spooky. Yeah. Gidget, question for you: Favorite nude scene: Eastern Promises or Walk Hard: The Dewey Cox? Mmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to think about that one. <laughs> That's hard to pick. Uh, so hard. Uh, Sam, if you had one more pick, man, what do you got? If I could go for what would be my favorite, and I know not a lot of documentaries get picked in in these drafts, I would have gone for King of yes. Kong. I love King of Kong. Yes. Yes. A, yes. Really so good. good. Yep. There you go. What's One the, of the greatest movie villains, actually. Yeah. What's that mullet? What's the mullet guy's Is name? Billy Schaefer? 
Billy Mitchell. Yes. Billy Mitchell. What a dick. I see him in the news like every couple months. Like he's just like trying to beat some other game or be douchey to someone. He's the worst. Yeah. Or be or just be relevant. Ugh. He's just he's one of those guys who's just like it's all about the fame and he thinks he's he thinks he's better than what he is and he was yeah. such a dick, but it was such a good doctor. Yeah, yeah. Because it's always fun hating on somebody that you know. Definitely. You always definitely. want someone to root for and you always want someone to boo at. Yeah. So that 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 covers it, that documentary. Great, great choice. That's a great yeah. movie. All right. I'll, I'll let you guys throw out a couple more. Let me let me throw out a, a few that, that that I love that no one picked. Um, I I love Amy Adams, and I love the movie Enchanted, yep. which is a, a favorite yes. of uh, my wife and I and uh, my kids now. Uh, 310 to Yuma, uh, a very underrated Western, which I love, uh, with uh, good old Russell Crowe. Of course, uh, and then uh, an indie that I think is bonkers that I love, starring uh, Michael Shannon and Ashley Judd, called Bug, mm. uh, is a crazy, crazy film that everyone should check out if you've never seen it. Bug, I have, I have checked it out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, honorable, honorable mentions. What, what did we miss, guys? Just throw, start throwing things out. Spider-Man three, obviously. Uh, <laughs> no, no trans. No. Just kidding. No trans. Kidding. No Transformers, guys. No Transformers at all. Eh. No. Eh. No. It's funny. You- um, no. Atonement. I thought Atonement. It was an yeah. excellent film. I know you're all guys, but um, it's a bit more of a no, no, flick. No. Um, I I love that movie. Yeah, that good. movie blew oh, me away, but I could not admit that. <laughs> <laughs> Saoirse's, <laughs> first, Saoirse's first nomination. Atonement. Um, oh, there you yeah. go. She's had like four so far, right? Yeah, she and then she racked up <laughs> several more. Yeah. Never won one. Uh, how about uh, Disturbia? Uh, yeah. A little Shia LaBeouf, um, mm-hmm. like rear window type film that I, I actually a year thought, for him. thought that was pretty good of him. Uh, Dead Silence. Darjeeling Limited. Darjeeling Limited is a good one as well. I just said Dead Silence, uh, a horror film that I think is actually pretty good from, I think James Wan did that one. Uh, so... Uh, what mm. else we got Michael, here? I was I'll, a fan. I, I, I will fess up. I love both the National Treasure movies. Yes, and Cheers, I think one of the National oh, yeah. Treasure. I think one of the National Treasure movies came out this yeah, year, but I think it was the sequel. But I love both of them, and they could just keep on making those movies. <laughs> they are just that just adventure, fun, tracking down treasure. It's not you know, it's no Raiders of the Lost Ark, but they're just good fun. And um, yeah, I'll give them a shout out. For sure. I, um, and well, Thirty Days a Night. Thirty Days a Night. I thought was a good horror film. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a good one Filmed too. In New Zealand. I, I had a, a conversation with my wife beforehand <laughs> where it was like, if I'm getting picked in the third spot, I'm going to go for the Unholy Trilogy of Ocean's Thirteen, Pirates of the Caribbean Three, Spider Man Three, and Shrek Three. She was like, Why? Why are you recording? <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> I was like, I'm joking, I'm joking, obviously. But that would have been horrendous. Hey, I think I like Ocean's 13. Something wrong I with like you, man. Do you even like movies? Oh, God. That has the worst ending, one of the worst endings of any of those movies. It's horrible. I mean, it's not Ocean's 11, yeah. don't get me wrong, obviously. But I just like hanging out with those is it, people. Is it the so. one where Julia Roberts pretends to be Julia Roberts? Yes. No, that's Ocean's uh, 12. That's Ocean's 12. Uh, Pi- Pirates 3 was the one that I gave up on that whole yep, franchise same. for. I was like, no yeah. more. I don't need to see any more of these. I am done. Uh, speaking of Nicolas Cage, not only did he have National Treasure 2 that year, he also had Ghost Rider. Oh, guys. damn it. Surprise, no- <laughs> surprise nobody picked that. <laughs> what a what a bonkers film that was. So yeah, That was Spider-Man 3. <laughs> oh, man. So uh, the biggest thing, guys, is this being a tournament, this being a semifinal, 
the top two vote getters advance to the final. You need to go to the poll once it drops and pick who you think had the best team of 2007 films. Was it John Mark, Markellis, Gidget, or Sam? You pretty much choose their fate with your vote. And again, at the end of this whole shebang, there's a prize. There is, uh, you know, the honor of being the champ, which, uh, you know, last year's 80s champ, Jay Ledbetter, still brings up every now and then. He is the 80s champ. And so whoever wins this will be the 2000s champ. So it's a big thing. So uh, let's go down this list. Well, you know, all these people did very well tonight. They have their own things going on. We need to see where we can find them. John Mark, free agent. Don't have a podcast going on now, but you know we're we're trying to get you back into it. Where can we find you online, man? You know where you can find me. The 2009 movie draft. <laughs> I will at least be one of the top two vote getters here, and I look forward to competing for the championship belt. Uh, yeah, I, I doubt I'll be on another podcast between now and then. So that's the uh, that's the only way you continue, man. You just got to keep winning these things, keep your life alive uh, online yeah. and in these uh, drafts. So uh, I like your moxie, man, and I appreciate you. Join us in, in tonight's draft. Good luck in the polls. Thank you. If not this, it would be uh, one of the Harry Potter movies, 20 Qs with, uh, with Sam. <laughs> yeah, <boy. of> <laughs> We're just setting stuff up, you know, setting stuff up for the future. That's what we do here. So, uh, again, uh, good luck, John Mark. Markellis Reagans, where can we find you and your podcast online, man? Yeah, me and Joey and Aubrey every week we do an episode of So Wizard Podcast where we get together and talk about nerdy things. Uh, we do reviews of TV shows, movies, uh, some comic books every once in a while, but mainly uh, movies and TV shows. We just did a review of The Invisible Man. And uh, coming up, uh, speaking of Nicolas Cage, we're going to be doing The Color Out of Space, which is uh, something I'm not really sure I'm ready for. But uh, yes, SoWizardPodcast.com. Hit us up on Twitter at SoWizardPodcast. And uh, if you have Letterboxd, follow me on Letterboxd. I put movie reviews every week. Uh, Mark Ellis on Letterboxd. Awesome. Always a pleasure, sir. Good luck. Yeah, thanks, Justin. I appreciate it. Gigi Von LaRue, the 80s yeah, queen. Yes. She's got retro cinema. Where can we find you online? Okay, basically just type the Retro Cinema Podcast into Google and we're on every single listening device that you can think of. It's very easy to find. Don't necessarily follow me on Twitter. You can follow The Retro Cinema on Twitter and that's where we post all our podcasts. We're basically an 80s movie podcast that... Uh, we do 80s movies that we loved back then and we still love now. We also do the occasional top 10. Seeing that I'm going on vacation next week, we've done two top 10, so we've just released top 10 80s movie Cars. We've got a huge response from that. And then coming out uh, this week, it will be top 10 movie 80s movies that make us cry. But rest assured, I'm a lot nicer on that podcast than I have been on this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see about that. <laughs> well, always fun having you, Gidget. Uh, ha have fun in Hawaii Thanks, for Justin. all of us next week. I will. I'll be posting photos up of me just lying on the beach waving at you all. And oh, hello. Oh, man. Oh, well. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and Sam, <laughs> all the way over in New Zealand, in his garage, away from his baby, where can we find you and your podcast online? Well, being away from the baby is brilliant, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can find Movie Reviews and 20Qs anywhere. You should come listen to it because all 17 people in New Zealand are now listening. I've managed to convince the last person to. So it's brilliant. We're now number one fucking podcast in New Zealand. It's great. 
But yeah, um, if you like popular movies and you wonder what flavor pizza that movie is or what quote from that movie is the worst to hear after sex, that's what we talk about. That's what we talk about. So come and have a listen. <laughs> Awesome. Good fun. I've been on twice. Yeah. It's brilliant. John's fun. been on for Star Trek. Awesome. It's great, great times. So we we all love movies. Please check out all of these uh, other podcasts to see what they're going to be talking about. You've you've reached uh, So I Married a Movie Geek. You found us. Thank you so much for listening to tonight's 2007 fantasy movie draft. So what's what's coming up in the future? Of course. Go to the polls once these drop. Uh, pick your favorite team to see uh, who advances to the finals. Uh, in a couple weeks, we're going to have the other semifinal bracket, the the other half of this tournament. And that's, again, uh, already looking very, very competitive. So that's going to be great. They're going to be drafting the, the best films of 2008. Uh, and two people from that bracket will advance to the finals, which is 2009. Uh, and that's going to be a barn burner. I can already tell. So I'm um, looking forward to that. Thanks again for listening tonight. Next week, we'll be talking about movies, uh, a movie, maybe two movies that my wife, Chrissy, has never seen before, um, which be, should be fun. We love we love talking about films, and, and I love talking about films with all the drafters tonight. It was a good time. You know, coronavirus is 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 really dampening everyone's spirits here in the world. So just to you know, be on the mic for for an hour and change with with all four of you guys tonight was amazing, um, and I appreciate it. So thanks again to all these four. Thanks again to you tonight for to listening to this draft, and we will see everyone next week.